Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad that you guys have tuned in today to Off the Bench. Several really exciting things happened in in the news yesterday, one of them was that a New York judge reinstated unvaccinated workers in New York and has ordered back pay for them. This is a fascinating story. Also, I'm going to spend a little bit of time going through some of the Bible study that we've been working through at MomStrong International. Today's topic is transgenderism and the heart of God. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys have joined me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those of you who are following this show on uh, YouTube, you might notice I have a brand new backdrop. We are making some changes here at the show, slowly but surely, and we've got a great lineup of guests coming on. My friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood, is going to be on the show later on this week, and I'm very excited because he's going to be answering some of your questions If you guys have questions that you would like me to give to him, please shoot them to me uh, right away at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I am also compiling a list of non-woke cosmetic companies in light of Ulta and Sephora's ridiculous decisions to have men mansplain to women about what it means to be a girl. We're really tired of that. And there are a lot of actually great companies that have been springing up that you guys can buy cosmetics from and not feel guilty about or feel like you're participating in this ridiculous ideology that is transgenderism. So stick around for that. If you guys have companies that you want me to promote, shoot them to me. We'll take a look at them, and I will add that to the list. Uh, as soon as we get it compiled here, it'll be up in the podcast and also on a blog post at HeidiStJohn.com. Before I get into the news today, I want to remind you that my speaking season is rapidly filling up. If you are interested in having me come out to speak to an event near you, please go to HeidiStJohn.com and click on the speaker tab. I'm actually really excited to be getting back out on the road and traveling the country with just a shot of truth and courage that comes from the word of God. All right, so this is kind of cool. I don't know if you guys are watching what's going on in the news, but New York has just ordered, a court in New York has just ordered all city employees who were fired for being unvaccinated to be reinstated and given back pay. You guys, this is an amazing development. A New York State Supreme Court judge has ordered that city workers who were fired for refusing to get vaccinated must be reinstated and receive back pay. Woohoo! This judge's name was Ralph Porzio. He said this in a ruling on Monday that a New York City Commissioner of Health and Mental Hygiene's order requiring its workers to be vaccinated was, quote, I love this, capricious and arbitrary and had violated the state's separation of powers doctrine. The case was filed by 16 employees of the New York City Department of Sanitation who were fired in October of 2021 for failing to comply with a vaccine mandate. It's believed that the order will also apply to more than 1,400 city workers who were fired in February for refusing the vaccine mandate. Of course, 
And we knew this was going to happen. New York City has appealed this decision. Uh, it doesn't like it. They're, they got their feelings all hurt. And so they appealed this decision yesterday morning in a ruling that the city's vaccine mandate that they're saying, hey, what you guys did to us is unconstitutional. And everyone's crying and sad about it. But I have a feeling that this is just the beginning and that we are going to start to see workers who've been fired for sticking to their guns and for trusting their conscience and following their conscience. I think we're going to start to see more of this. Listen, if you're listening to this and you've been in the military or you've been fired from your job from a hospital or your governor insisted that you were fired from your uh, work as a state employee, now's your opportunity. Watch what's happening in New York and get people together and start suing them. I said a year ago, I hope these guys get the pants sued right off of them. Uh, these people should lose their jobs for what they have done. The the uh, the harm that was inflicted on this country because of the ridiculous disaster way that we handled COVID-19. And so um, I'm I'm actually thrilled. I love to see this because it's some comeuppance for Mayor Bill de Blasio. This is the dude, remember, when he was the mayor of New York that instated the mandate first for city workers before leaving office in 2021. Workers were required to show proof of at least one vaccine dose by November 1st of that year. And then de Blasio also imposed a mandate on public-facing private companies. So this guy was a creep. The city allowed ex- exceptions for professional athletes and performers. However, uh, this led to outrage from members of the police and fire departments. This is insanity. And we've been talking about this for a long time. I hope the police sue. I hope the doctors that were fired and the nurses that were fired sued. I hope we start to see these woke city officials absolutely get what's coming to them. Uh, it could, it makes me, I know, it makes me really happy. And also in the news, President Biden recently was talking, I don't know if you guys follow him. It's very hard to follow. Let's be honest. This guy cannot string two sentences together. It's embarrassing. If you saw John Fetterman's debate with Dr. Oz, listen, I'm no fan of Dr. Oz. I don't believe Dr. Oz is too conservative. We are, we are seeing uh, people who are sort of quasi-conservatives or people who really just didn't don't like what the Democrats are doing running as conservatives and Trump's coming in and screwing a lot of stuff up by uh, pushing these guys forward. And I think this is true of Dr. Oz. But if I lived in Pennsylvania and my my choice was Fetterman or Oz, you can bet I'm going to vote for Oz. Well, he had a debate last night with uh, Fetterman and this guy, something's wrong with him. I mean, we know that he had a stroke, right? But something is actually physically wrong with him. And it seems to me that the more we allow this to go on and we don't talk about what it actually is, we're just going to get another dose of Biden in the state offices in Pennsylvania. So here's Joe Biden, the most divisive president that we've ever had, making a statement in front of the press in his Building an Economy for Working Families press conference. And he says, and I quote, some airlines... If you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money, but you don't know it. These are junk fees. They're unfair, and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest. Well, I, you know what? I'm kind of with him to this point, sort of, kind of, because I fly all the time, and absolutely— you know, a flying uh, commercially now is a little bit of a nightmare because really, unless you're sitting in business class or first class, it's it's a uh, whoo boy, they've crammed you guys in there like sardines. But here's what he said. And, and, and junk fees. I agree with that also. Right. But here's what he said. These junk. These are junk fees. They're unfair. They hit marginalized Americans the most. Now, here we are. We're creating another class of victims. Right. Because that's what the Biden administration is all about. Uh, victims, right? Creating them. So they hit marginalized Americans the most, especially people of color. 
That's right. The airlines are racist. The airlines are racist now because of the way that the seats are too close to your knees, six inches from your knees, and that was done on purpose. This is the height of racism, according to this administration, the most uh, divisive administration, I think. I mean, it's it's right up there with Barack Obama in terms of divisiveness and pitting American against American. It's such a drag. So uh, speaking of drag, I want to talk to you guys about the drag queens that are that are uh, invading our country. First, it was the drag queen story hour. Now we've got all of these like the boo bash that's happening. My friend Brittany's been talking about this in Southern California. There is a lot of wickedness being perpetrated against our children right now. And I saw Meg Ann from the Freedom Chronicles tweet out this morning. She said, you're not phobic against anything for refusing to go against biology and affirm someone's imaginary attention tactics. This was a truth bomb. I loved that she sent it out there and just put it out there in the interwebs. We've got to start telling the truth. Up until recently, these were immutable facts. Nobody was talking about whether or not the earth was round. Nobody was talking about whether or not men could have babies. But recently, the most educated generation in American history, which is also the most idiotic and in many in many ways, one of the most evil generations that we have seen in our education system is perpetrating these lies against children. And so I started uh, in the month of August writing a Bible study that was printed in September that we could go through in the month of October. So that's what we're doing at MomStrong International. And I'm going to read it to you uh, just for a minute here, just a little bit from it. And I'll show it to you. For those of you who are watching on uh, YouTube, uh, it looks like this. So this is this is week three, day four, from a study called Imago Day: Created, Known, and Loved. This is the study that I wrote on identity because we are having an identity crisis and never has it been more easily seen than in the issue of transgenderism. Psalm 139 is one of my favorite passages in the Bible because it illustrates God's knowledge about his own children. Listen to this verse from Psalm 139, starting in verse 11. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To the night, to you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. I read this passage today and somehow it strikes me differently than it did when I was a young mother. Our nation and indeed our world is experiencing dark times right now. And it's in those times when we are most in danger of losing sight of ourselves. Nowhere is this more clearly seen than in the sadness and shadowy culture that surrounds the issue of transgenderism. The Bible provides the only sure foundation for our thinking. Without it, we are left to our own human understanding. The Bible states and creation loudly proclaims that men and women are different. They are not interchangeable. This is true in God's design for marriage and for the rest of God's created order. Male and female are meant to complement each other. We have different functions in biology. Women carry life but it takes the seed of a man to create that life within the woman. Such a beautiful plan. We were created to function in harmony just as the rest of God's creation affirms and displays. This is one of the reasons why I love the Creation Museum so much. My friend Ken Ham uh, has been an amazing uh, defender of truth for many, many years. And if you've never seen the pro-life display that is uh, that is now the brand new one that's available for you to see at the Creation Museum, you've got to go and do it because he outlines for you in beautiful illustrated form the uh, 
the humanity of the unborn. The Bible teaches us that without God's wisdom, we are in trouble. And in Jeremiah 17, 9, this is what the Bible says, the heart is deceitful among all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? And as I've talked to you guys many times about on the show before, I remember in the 80s when Oprah Winfrey started peddling this idea of her truth and your truth. So she would say, I'm finding my truth. I need to just encourage you guys to find your truth. And I remember as a young high school student sitting there thinking, man, that's the first time I've ever heard that. I just thought that there, it was either true or it wasn't. You know, something's true or it's not. It's, it's good or it's evil. There are black and whites in this world. There are absolute truths. And Oprah was planting the seed that there was such a thing as her truth. And so then, therefore, there was such a thing as my truth. And instead of people in the church being wise and discerning and teaching the kids in their youth group, wow, you know, everybody likes Oprah, but this isn't right what she just said. No, Oprah Winfrey in her winsome fashion brought uh, a new line of thinking to young people just like me and moms who are sitting there folding their laundry watching the Oprah Winfrey show. And nobody ever questioned what she said because we loved her because she was giving away cars and you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. And she was interviewing fascinating people on her show. And so we never stopped to critique what she was actually saying in between giving out cars and interviewing fascinating people. And it was the seed of a lie that has taken root in the culture and has done terrible damage. The Bible tells us that the human heart cannot be trusted. And so we don't have our truth. And if we think we do, we are deceived. In essence, transgenderism asks the creation to question its creator. This is exactly what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden when the serpent tempted her and said, did God really say, did God really say that I cre- that you've been created male and female? Did God really say that marriage was between a man and a woman? We've studied what God says about male and female. And you guys, any departure from this is rebellion and sin. And yet there is also pain and suffering. A person whose mind is not being renewed day by day through the word and communion with the Holy Spirit is a target for the enemy. And it makes me wonder what's happening in these churches who claim to know Jesus Christ, but don't speak his truth and can't defend it. Remember, we don't have to be slaves to sin. If we're Christians, we have the power of the Holy Spirit Within us, we have the ability to be able to stand up against sin. First Corinthians 10, 13 says that no temptation has overcome you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you might be able to endure it. As I was having the women study with me, and by the way, if you want to study this with me, I teach live every Tuesday, and I hope you guys will join me, Mom Strong International. As we were going through the study uh, this month, I was having the women underline and circle and point out certain things about these Bible verses. And one of the things I wanted them to, to look at was that God said, you're going to have to endure this. It's going to be hard. And I think we are coming into, I don't think we're near out of this thing. I don't think we're near out of it with COVID. I don't think we're near out of it with uh, the lie of transgenderism. Tomorrow, I'm going to come back and talk about something called a social contagion. You guys are going to be fascinated by this topic because it absolutely explains what's happening with rapid onset gender dysphoria. But the Bible says that we're going to have to endure it. We're going to be, we're going to need to be patient. We're going to have to persevere. You know what perseverance is? It's patience in action. And so while we're patient, we should be speaking the truth. Listen, God is full of mercy for our struggle with sin. He understands that we as precious children live in a world far different from the one he created 
before the fall of man. God's heart is always merciful. And we should be merciful too. If God is merciful, then we should also be merciful. But we can never sacrifice truth on the altar of a misguided mercy. And this is what's happening when we will not speak out. I I don't understand, and I've been saying this now for uh, months and months and years even, I don't understand why the church is behind this issue and not in front of it. Because we actually have hope. We actually are bringing truth to the conversation that is much needed right now. And Christians should be able to speak the truth with, with passion and compassion. We should be able to speak the truth with grace and mercy and love. But to sacrifice truth on the altar of mercy is actually inflicting harm on a generation of young people, especially that desperately need to know that God made them and loves them just the way they are, just the way they are. And so while we're watching the world kind of tipped funny on its axis right now, while we're watching sort of upside down nature of the conversations that are being held on our campus, on our college campuses and in our universities, I want to encourage you today to go back to God's word. Uh, Every month, by the way, at MomStrong International, I write a study. And on Tuesdays, as I told you a moment ago, I teach them live to uh, to an audience of people who are subscribed to that study. And we really are spending quite a bit of time just digging into the word and going back to basics. Have you noticed that there is a real pull in the culture right now to go back to basics? We're going back to growing our, our food and our gardens again. Uh, women like me are learning the art again of sourdough, making sourdough bread. This is something that's been around for, for hundreds and hundreds of years. But people like me are just are, are, are craving kind of this, um, this hunger to get back to simpler things. And I think truth falls in that category. Truth is not a, this is not a hard concept. The concept of male and female is not hard. What you're seeing right now is a culture that is spinning out of control because we have allowed a lie to take root. And these lies started with simple statements that were made by people like Oprah Winfrey, who said she had her truth and you could have your truth, except for it's not true. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but by me. So tomorrow I'm going to come back and I'm going to tackle the issue of gender dysphoria. And we're going to, uh, and I'm going to um, frame it for you in a way I think that's going to help you understand what is happening, particularly framed around the issue of gender dysphoria and how it relates to us in the culture today. I'm also going to bring back my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood. He'll be on the show on Friday. And so if you guys have questions that you would like him to address, please shoot them to me. I'm working with him and getting those questions to him today and tomorrow and for the last couple of weeks. So he's going to come on and start addressing your questions. He'll be here on Friday. You can shoot those questions to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. You guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for wanting to be in the word, to know God's word, to be able to defend it. God's word is life and his word brings hope and healing because he is the creator and having a creator changes everything. You guys have a great day. Love your people well, and I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith 